Hi, this is Brian Tu. It's um, the 17th of uh, July, Tuesday, 2018. It's 11:25 uh, a.m. in the morning, in the afternoon. I want to talk more about organized stalking because people don't realize that, you know, people who are targeted for the purposes of mind control, organized stalking is used primarily to neutralize. It's used for a lot of reasons, but it can be summed up in one sentence: to neutralize three categories of people, activists, dissidents, and whistleblowers. The key word there is to neutralize. Organized stalking is based on the choice reference patterns of the victim. In order to understand organized stalking, the victim has to go back and look at a pattern of their previous choices. Because the organized stalkers are being positioned, set up at various vantage points based on the previous choice references of the victim. What are choice references? Their memories. This is very important because the organized stalkers, the CIA and the DOD, specifically the CIA and the DIA, use organized stalking for the purposes of mind control. And the organized stalkers are used as verification markers and verification triggers. That's crucial that you understand what I'm about to tell you. It's called verification markers and verification triggers. Understand then that it's based on, organized stalking is based on choice reference patterns of the victim, favorite restaurants, cafes, live, work, and play areas, uh, modes of transportation, previous choice reference patterns. If choice, reference of the, choice references are the memories of the victim, remember, mind control is about targeting your memory and thought process, then understand that choice reference patterns are a pattern of the previous memories of the victim. Okay? That's why they're targeting you with organized stalkers based on choice reference patterns a pattern of your previous choices, memories, previous memories. Then understand that it's comprised of two things. Organized stalking is based on choice reference patterns, one thing, but it's comprised of two things, and that's situational scenarios and conversational scenarios. And those situational and conversational scenarios will always be based on events or topics that they know will capture the, t the victim's attention. Listen, they can build a cognitive model through the use of trauma, physical and psychological trauma, to map out and reverse engineer the victim's um, sensor, the neural, sensory and neural pathways of the victim's brain and central nervous system, they can achieve that within 6 to 12 months. It doesn't take long. But that's not what mind control is about. Mind control is about reverse engineering the will, intellect, and emotion of the victim. And that takes a long time. It is a lengthy process. It is achieved through organized stalking, through scripted mind games, okay, where they can map out all seven vectors of the victim's emotional state. Okay, so you have to understand how they're, how they're using organized stalkers. They're using them as verification triggers and verification markers. Okay, so verification markers are used where they can't necessarily inject themselves, directly engage the victim, but they need to get someone close to the victim. Uh, so uh, that the conversation can be verified. They can't allow the victim to engage in a pattern of random and chaotic conversations and situations because it disrupts their technology. That's why they must box the victim in inside a floating box, inside what they call a psychotronic concentration camp, where the victim is constantly boxed in with organized stalkers. They're using them as verification markers and verification triggers. So if you begin engaging in a pattern of random, chaotic conversations with people who are not plugged into the paradigm, that disrupts their technology. That means they've got to get a verification marker or a verification trigger next to you, okay? Uh, in other words, they can say, okay, we're monitoring. They don't care about the raw data. They don't even care about what they see is consistent, okay? What they need to do is verify those responses are consistent. And the only way that they can do that in, in a real-world environment is with organized stalking.
And so they cannot allow you to engage in a pattern of chaotic and random and, uh, uh, situations and conversations. It's too disruptive of their technology. They're, remember, the, the verification markers are simply organized stalkers who are next to you, okay? To, so that they can say, okay, we're monitoring the victim's conversations. These situations and conversations the victim is engaging in are, not, are no longer random and chaotic because we have our, our organized stalkers next to him or nearby as verification markers. So as you go in and sit down in a restaurant and the waitress who comes up and asks you for your order and you start chatting up the waitress, okay, she's not plugged into the paradigm. They can't allow that, okay? They've got to get someone next to you. That's a verification marker where at least they can say, okay, we don't have a verification trigger. That our, our organized stalker is not directly plugged into this conversation or situation. That would be a verification trigger, okay, to trigger responses from the victim based on trigger stimuli, trigger words, trigger objects, trigger words, trigger objects, trigger colors, trigger symbols, trigger stimuli, okay? Those are called verification triggers. They use the organized stalkers to engage in these verification triggers for the purpose of verification. Verification is crucial. Okay, it's absolutely crucial to their technology because any type of chaotic or random situation or conversation the victim engages in, okay, is deemed to be the system cannot remotely measure. It produces variables that interfere with their technology. The system cannot remotely measure them. So, in other words, integration completion. Remember, what what is integration completion? Responses of the victim that have been remotely measured and integrated integrated, there's the key word, back into RNM data. Once it's integrated back into RNM data, determined consistent and integrated back into RNM data, that's integration completion. Okay? So, that, understand that if the, if the situation or conversations the victim engages in on a regular basis are chaotic and random in nature, and then they cannot be remotely measured, and it produces variables in their technology which disrupt their technology. So they must, they must stop that. Okay? And that's called censorship. Stop or minimize any type of external activity which interferes with their technology, the remote neural monitoring, remote neural manipulation. So understand the difference between verification markers and verification triggers. Okay? A verification marker is a person they get next to you. Okay, so so at least they can say, okay, the conversation or situation is no longer random and chaotic in nature. There's there's our marker. Okay? So they'll sit next to you in a restaurant, even though you're talking with someone who's not plugged into the paradigm, it's no longer random and chaotic because they have their verification marker there. Verification trigger, on the other hand, is someone who injects themselves into the situation or conversation and begins to engage you using trigger stimuli, trigger words, like, like I said, trigger objects, trigger colors. That's called a verification trigger. Okay? Very crucial that you understand that because if integration completion is hindered, then the verification process breaks apart and mind control fails. Without verification, there can be no mind control. Okay? They must verify. It's not enough that they think or believe. They must verify the responses that they're seeing on their virtual interface are consistent. So you have to understand how the technology works. Basically, what the CIA and DOD operatives, the cognitive researchers, these hide mind teams, okay, what they we call them hide mind teams because that's too. I don't have time to go into that. Look at my previous videos on on, on hide mind teams, okay. Um, but they're basically contractors. They're cognitive researchers uh, that are dedicated to the victim every every eight hours with some degree of overlap, which the victim can determine, discern by by, uh, by the uh, use of, of organized stalking and by, you know, wake-up uh, times of sleep cycles and, and wake-up cycles. The, the victim can begin to determine a, a pattern of each shift. And it, the weakness of the system is between the shifts. When new, when new hive mind teams come on to a new shift and the old hive mind teams leaves the, 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 the old shift. And that cha change of shifts becomes a, becomes a 
fatal flaw in their technology. Okay, because the the, the new sh the new hide mine team, the new clone, new s firewall, etc., are not plugged in, actively plugged into the active memory of the victim at that particular moment. Okay, so. But basically what's happening is these cognitive researchers, these psychiatrists, psychologists, neuroscientists, behavioral scientists, etc., okay, they're called hive mind teams, so dedicated to the victim for training, research, and development, okay, until the victim's incapacitation or death. These cognitive researchers basically map out the brainwave signature of the victim, alpha, beta, delta, theta, okay, and they, 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 they basically build a generic cognitive model of the victim's brain in their database. They, they, after they map out that, that brainwave signature of the victim, they upload that digital brainwave imprint back to their supercomputer. And then they tie, they tie, remotely tie, the victim for life to that supercomputer by way of this fabricated and falsified bidirectional stream of electromagnetic low frequency waves they're targeting the victim's cerebral cortex with. Remember, the victim has nanotechnology in the system, all, all Americans do, but for mind control victims, training, research, and development requires additional nanostructures, okay? So they get the victim to ingest the, the nanotech, uh, biotech, etc., in his food and drink, and then once the nanotech is ingested, it migrates to the bloodstream, to the brain, and adheres to the neurotransmitters of the victim's brain, and that nanotech then begins to speak to and decode those neurotransmitters through a process called transcranial brain stimulation, directed energy flashing, etc., okay? Uh, by by interfacing with this brain-to-computer interface, this stream of uh, photons are illumining the brain of the victim with a stream of photons and then reading the return training signal. So the nanotechnology is nothing but an amplifier. That's what it is, okay, which they need in a real-world environment. Okay, so understand that what, what the difference is between that, that organized stalkers are being used as, as verification markers and verification triggers, okay, for the purposes of mind control. And after they map your, your brainwave signature and they, and they take that digital brainwave imprint and they upload it back to that supercomputer, they then remotely tie the victim for life to that supercomputer by way of this bidirectional stream of fabricated and falsified energy. Okay? That's the information and rejection feedback loop. Okay? Then at that point, the supercomputer begins to map, monitor, measure, image, and transmit all electromagnetic activity of the victim's brain until the victim's untimely death. That's how they build a cognitive model of the victim's brain. But in order to achieve that, they must use these situational and conversational scenarios, street theater, okay? They must use street theater, these scripted mind games, to remotely map out um, and reverse engineer the seven vectors of the victim's emotional state. Remember, they're targeting the will, intellect, and emotion. They're seeking, that's the human soul of the victim, okay? The body is the, in simple terminology, the body is the five senses, sight, touch, taste, hearing, smell. The soul is the will, intellect, and emotion, and the spirit is the conscience. Okay? So, understand they're targeting the will, intellect, and emotion. Alright? So, that's what they're using these organized stalkers to achieve, and they're being used as verification markers and verification triggers. Alright? So, understand that, you know, you should, you should avoid all prolonged conversations and situations with strangers you don't know are people who engage in a similar pattern of behavior, abusive or incoherent, incoherent pattern of behavior. Okay, again, street theater designed to capture the attention, provoke the victim into emotional responses which can be remotely measured and integrated back into RNM data. Okay, at that point, if you can learn to do that, reading active memory, main, maintaining a, a, a perceptual, uh, situational awareness of your state of activity, okay? You know, um, not being oversensitized to your environment, Okay, but to your thoughts, okay, uh, to your memory and thought process, your train of thought, 
okay, because they want you to be oversensitized to your environment. That's how organized stalking is most effective, by sensitizing the victim to the organized stalking, to the street theater, okay? At that point, if you can learn to read active memory, meaning test and validate memory, looking for patterns, okay, because everything they're doing is based on patterns, from mind control to cutting thought patterns to organized stalking, choice reference patterns, it is those same patterns that give them away. So if you're having the same thoughts over and over again, okay, or if the same type of behavior or conversation or situation is occurring over and over again, that's a pattern, okay, that's them, that's not you, okay, they're seeking to develop coherent patterns of responses from the victim, which, which can be remotely measured and integrated back into our data. So if you can learn to read active memory, then you can see through that system's attempts to manipulate you. And also you can begin to manage their ability to evaluate your responses, okay, by controlling, I've talked, I've talked about this before, I don't have time to go into it, but one of the ways to defeat mind control is controlling the verification process. You can manage the, the system's ability to manipulate you, okay, and to evaluate your responses. That's remote neural monitoring, formulation and predictive integration, okay? Uh, and then, you know, that verification process will break apart and mind control will fail. So you're able to begin to work through the memory blocks. Remember, memory management, the second category of mind control, censorship, memory management, direct behavioral control, the second category of mind control is blocking your real memories and injecting with fabricated and falsified memories. That's memory management. Okay, you'd be able to, you'd be able to, to, to see through their ability to, to manipulate you. They're basically targeting your daily motives and emotional perceptions to obtain direct behavioral control over you. So the systems, the organized stalkers, are, are designed to, their, their tactics, their behavior, their conversations and situations are designed to constantly provoke you emotionally, to map out all seven vectors of your emotional state so that they can generate response statistics with this, which this RNM supercomputer that's monitoring all electromagnetic activity of your brain can begin to determine, to use those response statistics, that statistical data to begin to determine how to interpret and link descriptions with data captured about your memory references. That's, that's, that's remote neural monitoring and mind control. Okay, I understand that the process works like this. Remote neural monitoring, remote neural manipulation, remote neural monitoring. That's how, that's how mind control works, okay? Those three stages. So, you know, that's why they're constantly trying to keep you talking, constantly stopping you, asking for directions, constantly getting in your face. If situational or conversational scenarios will not work, they will get violent with you, okay? It will happen. They will not allow you to ignore them. They've done it with me many times because their technology fails. Their organized stalking and, and, and the, uh, the, the technology itself of mind control is based on the hyper game theory to force the, the victim into an endless coherent, endless series of counter moves or forced adjustments away from the torture and harassment, trying to overcome all right, what, they're, what they're doing to the victim because each counter move, each forced adjustment away from the organized stalking, the torture, the harassment, etc., is an evoked potential which can be remotely measured and integrated back into RNM data. Okay, but if you can begin to ignore them, all right, then you can defeat. There's only two ways to defeat the non-cooperative gaming theorem, which is called the hyper game theory. The non-cooperative gaming theorem can only be defeated by refusing to play the game to begin with. That's um, ignoring them, or by placing the opposing party in a position where they can no longer better their position against you. That's called the Nash equilibrium. Well, if you're dealing with a supercomputer that can think 10,000 times faster than you can and government who has unlimited resources, manpower, money, etc. So you're not going to be able to put them in a position where they can no longer better their position against you. So the only way, the only way to defeat their technology is to ignore them, to refuse to play the game to begin with, all right? But remember, they're not going to let you do that, okay? 
once they, they need to determine what you will respond to. And then once they determine what you will respond to, that's when they begin to fabricate these um, situational and conversational scenarios to get you to respond emotionally. Once they see what you respond to emotionally, okay, because it's different with different people, okay, that's when they begin to fabricate these conversational and situational scenarios based on events or topics that they know will capture your attention. So the system is constantly running you through a verification routine, okay, where the system verifies uh, or I should say probes you for a response to a particular set of responses, okay, to, in order to repeatedly, continuously, in order to establish a pattern. If you're interacting and able to counter those probes, then, the, then you know, by uh, redirection, multitasking, quenching, etc., if, if you're able to, 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 to counter that, then the, the, the operator will seek to vary the routine by, by different methods, okay? They must verify, and verification is crucial to mind control technology. And once they verify your responses, those emotional responses from you, they're going to be used in the next wave of torture and harassment. In the next wave of harassment routines, meaning the last response of the victim becomes the pattern for the next wave of torture and harassment. That's how it works. It's hypergame theory. So the hypergame theory never ends. Game theory comes to an end. Hypergame theory never ends. Because there's always a higher optimum to choose from, there's always a next move to be made. So the game goes on ad infinitum until the death or incapacitation of one of the two parties playing the game. That's how the technology works. This is Brian Two.